What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing not too bad. Um, I was, I'm actually in a, quite a lot of traffic. Um, we're busy at a standstill on a road called I-17, which goes north or south from Phoenix to Flagstaff. Um, it's a hundred and I want to say it's 130 miles from Phoenix. That's how America kind of is. It's cool. You've got like these long, long roads um, take you to where you want to be. Um, but I'm in a tailback because oh, I'm looking at a big cloud of smoke, which does not look good. Basically, there's a fire, um, which given that the, the temperature in Phoenix was 120 Fahrenheit, so like 40, 45 Celsius maybe. Um, and yeah, like you, you combine that sort of heat and the dryness of altitude and yeah, you're, you're, it's, it's asking for fire. So I, I actually don't know what's going to happen here because, well, fuck, like you can't just drive in there fire. So I could be here quite a while. I don't really know. Um, but it looks like it's moving. At least the smoke is moving to the right, probably because of the wind. Um, but yeah, that's a bit shitty. Um, so I, I thought I'd do a podcast. I, I just, the reason I was in Phoenix is I went back to see, um, in February, March, I had been going once a week to see, um, a physio in Phoenix who came highly recommended and, um, it's not that at the time I thought that I had like a an injury. I just I just thought my body would benefit from um, getting consistent physio and having a having a guy like John Ball from Phoenix look watch me run and and I guess give me some tips or advice on if there was improvements I could make. Um, I think it became quite clear when I went there in February or March that my body was pretty pretty beat up and um if you if you think about what sort of happened after I went to see John um basically what happened was I started doing the yoga um started doing like probably more dynamic warm up type stuff as much as I could before training days um and that's when I reincorporated the hills and um, some speed stuff and um, all in a all in an effort to kind of I think sometimes what people focus on is like I'm not going to say it's the wrong thing because it's not. But a lot of people will focus on if they do more training um, they'll get better. So more is better, more miles is better, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and sometimes that's not the case. Um you know, sometimes if you're the way my body was back then, it was pretty beat up, um, pretty stiff. Sorry, I'm yawning. My body was pretty beat up, pretty stiff. Um, and had I piled, basically what what you can do is you can train more and you can train harder, which will potentially make you fitter. But it doesn't mean that the cost of running will necessarily be less. So actually, you can work on um, like improving. And I'm not just talking about like running economy here. Like I'm talking about um, your body's own um, 
like your biomechanics and if you're if you're if you have stiffness or if you have um like for example i went to see john today and um first thing you do is you go on the treadmill and um you run and then john john will then provide feedback he'll watch the video he'll watch it in slow motion he'll normally bring me over and show me what's going on and um he had a feeling that my left adductor well first of all he had a feeling that it might be my left hamstring and then when he did a couple of stretches and stuff and he asked me to like stretch my leg out straight he seen that i was like twisting my leg for example so when i was trying to like when I was trying to put pressure on his shoulder with my hamstring, my my hamstring was twisting, and so it was it was very subtle adjustments, um, a little bit of massage, pretty aggressive massage through the adductor, um, also a little bit of similar aggressive massage through the left hip, left IT band, um, and all of a sudden, um, excuse me. All of a sudden, like he put me back on the treadmill, and he was pretty happy. Um, and we did a couple of adjustments today, and um, but I'll get to that in a minute. But all all I'm suggesting to you is if you have a lot of a lot of people want to focus on more training, more running, higher mileage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And sometimes there's far easier things to focus on that provide less risk of getting, say, injured, for example. And they can provide not just greater results short term, but like a prolonged career long term. And um, if you're fighting your own body biomechanics because, you know, your left hip's a bit out or your left knee or your left IT band or left adductor like mine. um, basically your your running economy won't be as good, but also you'll compensate and you'll get a lot of like compensation injuries, I suppose you could say. So there's there's a highly likelihood that. Um, you know, when I did Houston Marathon, and I, I fucking probably bore you by now when I talk about my bad hamstrings in Houston Marathon, but it's not it it it's not an excuse. It was a it was a reality. Um, the reality is, with eight miles to go, both my hamstrings were completely locked up, and I had to like shuffle my way home, and that was really disappointing because I I truly believe something. And it sounds silly, but like I think something really special could have happened that day if the hamstrings hadn't of like held me back. I think I I could have hammered home. Um, I felt really good, and um, that was kind of unfortunate. But I did I did talk on the podcast about never letting that happen again. And um, if that never happened, I never would have went to see John Ball. And by going to see John in Phoenix, you know, it opened up a lot more. Probably like mental. Um, focus and mental concentration on fixing my body. Um, you know, your body is a is a chassis, and no matter how good you get the engine, if the chassis is not where it needs to be, um, you're you're in in my language, you're fucked. <laughs> and I I mean that like the, there's no point. You can get as fit as you want. You can train. You can cross train. You can run. You can do sessions, but if on race day there's something physical holding you back, you're you're fucked. There's you're done. Um, and so obviously I experienced that, and I, I said that would never happen again. And that's why I did yoga, and that's why I go see people like John, and um, it, it really helps. Um, so yeah, today today was good. 
I mean, I expected it to be okay, but you're you're never sure when you're going to see John because um, when you think your body's okay, and I've been doing the yoga two or three times a week, and I've been jumping in the sauna two or three times a week, and then stretching during and after, um, and I I've really upped. I mean, you're probably looking at two or three hours a week um, of like flexibility and body maintenance that didn't exist um, before, like seeing John and, and making that a priority. Um, but I, I also talked about it on the podcast that I was going to put in a lot of effort um, or as much as I could. You know, yesterday, the, my morning ended up being 15 miles um, and then I went to yoga at noon. And then I had the double five mile that night and I went for a sauna. So like it's as much as you're willing. Um, I, I, I'm of the belief that results don't just happen. They don't just like fucking it pop up out of thin air. If you put in the work for a long enough period of time and you're working under a pretty smart program, um, and I mean that both in a training perspective, so whether it's K reps, thresholds, Fartlek, hills, whatever you need at the time. But also, if, you're, if your running career has the direction, so you have a clear goal in mind, um, you'll remember back my clear goal was to improve my chassis. So I wanted it to be stronger. Um, I wanted my flexibility to be a little bit better. Um, and, and I thought the two were going to, and I wanted to be faster. You know, I, I thought I had... You know, once upon a time, I ran 343 for 1500, and, like, I just think I lost that skill. Um, but it's a skill that you can bring back, um, but you have, to, you have to focus on it. So that was, that was my goals. I had directions. I also wanted to run 90 to 100 mile a week, not to be greedy. Um, but I, ha- I had, like, clear, clear objectives with what I was trying to achieve in the training I was doing clear goals and then I had clear like markers and indicators for most things you know whether it was five two hundreds on the track I wanted to see them not only being a bit faster but feeling a bit better doing them and yoga is a little bit different it's it's hard to yoga comes and goes sometimes I have a great class other times I struggle and I think it depends on what training I've done that week and John used to always tell me that you should keep showing up but be the worst in the class and not aiming to be the worst in the class, but also not um, trying to get your yoga to a point that you're really good at yoga because that can hinder you too, like being way too like flexible or whatever. Um, and so like I, I had these clear goals, clear. And, and I mean, I, I don't know if other people even think like that. Like I'm sure they do. Um, I don't know if you guys think like that where you have, you know, you clearly have goals um you know, I want, I want to run a 10K PB or I'd love to run a marathon PB. But have you ever really sat down and thought about five to 10 things that you could work on to get you there that aren't just like fucking running? And, um, you know, what about like, well, shit, I always like fuck up my pacing. So I'm going to work on improving my pacing. Um, or um, I, I get excited with 15 miles to go it tends to happen every marathon so maybe you want to work on your discipline and training so that 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 emotional impulse doesn't happen in the race and or it can be like like i've been working on like it can be physical things like yoga or strength or um maybe it's nutrition maybe it's weight um 
but actually it's really easy if you think about it to, um we're we're lucky in running that so many factors contribute to a good performance so if only one factor mileage for example contributed to being better it would be pretty shit and it would be pretty like it would be pretty um obvious the guys that are going to do well because like the guys that are most durable are going to be the guys that end up running the fastest times and um, whereas running so complex that you could have a guy on the start line that's far fitter than everybody else, but he's carrying a groin injury or a hamstring injury, and, and so he doesn't even make it to the finish line. Or the groin injury just hampers him psychologically and physically or whatever. Um, so we are quite lucky, but most people don't really give it that much time and and, and focus because it's... it's I, I <laughs> You guys will fucking take this whatever way you will, but... I think runners are actually, and I'm going to say, like, really fucking lazy. Um, and the reason I say that is because, like, we are we are creatures of habit, and everything's wonderful when we can just lace up our running shoes and go run. But if you take running away from us, we go into, like, almost, like, denial, or not even, not even when running's taken away from us, but what happens when, you know... Like you, you talk to your coach and you say, hey, coach, you know, I want to train a bit more. And your coach logically says, that's OK. I, I don't mind you training a bit more. But why don't you go to the local swimming pool and swim for 45 minutes? And the reason I say lazy is because people are like, nah, like that would involve driving to the pool, paying four pounds to, to swim. Nah, fuck that. And and maybe the word's not lazy, but like it seems most of the time all we're willing to do is lace up our trainers and go for another 30, 40 minute run because that's easy. It's easy to do that. Um, now, if, if for example, um, you decided that you wanted to train a bit more, you wanted to get better, but it meant going to yoga two or three times a week, how would you feel about that? If it meant doing, you know, I have to do these S and C, this like sort of like, I, I work with a, like a PT they're called in America and, um some some weeks I go twice, some weeks I go three times, other weeks I go once. Um and and it's really tough doing shit that you're not good at. Um, you know, I really struggle. Um I I my balance isn't very good and, and maybe I'm better than I give myself credit for, but I'm I'm used to going out and kneeling a tempo or you know, I did my fart like yesterday and it was really good. Um and I, and I love that. That's when I'm in my element. Um but when you put me in a situation like the gym where like like I say I'm I'm not a beast, um yeah, I struggle. Um and I guess most people do, but and then it and then it's harder to be motivated to go do that and et cetera, et cetera. And so to come back to my point about laziness, I genuinely believe that. Um because I think we're we're all great at lacing up our shoes and going out running. Um but what about like, you know, what about being told, um, you know, miss one double per week and stretch or do yoga, like I said, or other, other sort of things that you can do? Um, people don't want to know. They don't want to be bothered. They don't want to be interested. Um, so a little update. I am moving, but all I see is four police cars and nobody going up the road. So I'm assuming they're diverting maybe. Um, but anyway, back to, yeah, so I, I went to see John. Um, people 
don't want to improve. Sometimes the thing you have to improve is psychological. Um, you know, sometimes what's holding you back the most. I've been, I've been jumping between two audi- audibles at the minute. And um, one, oh fuck, there's a wee fire on the right. I wonder if that even exists a second ago. Oh boy. Um, one is called um, Endure. And the other is the book I told you guys about before, which is um, A New Earth. Um, a New Earth is really good. Um, I, I, I really like that. I'm really fond of that. Um, I've recommended that before. I would, I would really recommend giving that a listen. Um, it makes me think about all the sort of things you can work on. Like the, the Endure book, um, for me personally, it kind of goes into um, – like the the impact that the psychological brain has on running and performance um to the extent that they're talking about like um you know is the brain what holds us back the most is it lactic acid so physically a breakdown in the muscle cells or is it the brain holding us back because the brain sets limits for us and the brain because it has to has these like doubts and and the doubts then cause limits limits are put in place because the body doesn't want to like break um there's a fire truck um so it's 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 figuring out the things that are holding you back and if you you don't have to do this physically but i would i would challenge everybody to pretend they have a big whiteboard and i would challenge everybody to put put the things on the whiteboard um that basically you think hold you back um, and like I say it can be mental it can be physical um, it can be you know lack of knowledge it can be coaching it can be um, situation where you live and and then work within that to develop strategies that you know could could and should make you better um, and I think I seen one of the Under Armour female athletes is called Aisha Prattlier, and she did a, a podcast with us before, and you guys probably listened to that, you know, Commonwealth Games champ. Um, and she had a strength goal, which I, I found really fascinating. Um, and I think it was to double, to be able to deadlift or I think it was squat, but with the... There's a squat that you can do or a deadlift you can do, but like you stand inside like a bar type thing. And I don't know if it assists you or if it doesn't. Um, anyway, she had set this goal that she wanted to do double her body weight, basically. Um, and I thought that was really fucking cool because sometimes we set goals and we have ideas of things that we want to improve, but it's difficult to quantify it. So like, you know, if you want to be more flexible and you wanted to help your running, how do you quantify if it's working or not? And um, you know, is it I want to be able to touch my toes? And um, is it a time thing where you say to yourself, I want to do four hours a week um, of flexibility, and um, and then you you at the end of every week you you tally up if you did your four hours, and and basically you might then be living in an assumption world whereby you assume that by doing those four four hours it makes you better. Um, now you can also look at other things like, you know, did I get injured less? Was I able to run more mileage and stay consistent? A lot of the time that I decide that something's working or not is when I know for a fact that I've trained for a fairly long time without getting hurt. Um, 
And I think that's a pretty easy marker um, to look at. Like you, you look at your last couple of weeks, you think to yourself, have I, have I got hurt? Have I had little niggles? Have I not? Um, how are things going, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and if you see that you've had a really consistent period, something that you're doing is, is working, um, basically. Um, and so, yeah, like these are little things that I wanted to talk about today. Um, I, I did talk, I, I was a bit, <laughs> I was a bit of a knob yesterday. I am, um, I talked on the podcast about if, you know, if you, if you feel the need to show off about something that you did in training, it was probably too fast. Um, I, I then went and trained and I, I trained really well and that's really fun. And, um, I probably trained, I probably did one of the better, longer sessions that I've ever done in Flagstaff, which I think is pretty fun. And I was excited about that. And I had no intention to do that when I set off. Um, you know, I, I, I basically set off and I had this goal of being really smart and really sensible. And, and that's, that's how I set off. Um, and you know, I, I, I had, I had fucking plans to run the first mile in 545 and, um, it ended up being 527 and, and my heart rate was probably 140 something. It was really low. And I was like, boy, like this could be a good day. And so I gradually, I gradually waited for, to see if my heart rate would rise or I gradually waited, um, to see how things would go or if there was some sort of shift. Um, and it, and it didn't come, things just got better and better. And, um, I, I ended up finding myself uploading a picture of the training on Instagram, which I fucking hate doing. I, I really like, I challenged myself today. Like, why did you do that? But then once I fucking upload the thing, I don't want to take it down. Cause then I look like a tit. Um, and, and I'm not, I'm not like that, you know, not that I'm saying I'm not like that, but like, it's not, it doesn't mean anything like training is just training. Um, and sometimes I suppose I like the, but then my training's on Strava. So if people want to see what I'm doing, they can follow me on Strava. I remember loving, I really fucking like this. I really appreciated a tweet one day and it said something like, I follow you on Strava, so I don't need to see your training on social media as well. And I did think that was quite fucking funny. Um, but yeah, that was me yesterday. So even though it went really well, and so maybe I was just a bit excited about that, but yeah, I, I shouldn't have fucking put it on social media. That was a bit stupid. Um, but yeah, no, th- things seem to be going well. Um, I, I don't think th- things, I, like I've said before, I don't, I don't really think things happen by accident. So I think things are going well because I've, I've been putting in the work um, when I'm actually outside running. It's been a, you know, if anybody does follow me on Strava, you'll see there's been a lot of steadier runs um i've been putting in um pretty pretty tough weeks that you could say um you know it's not like i've just been focusing on sessions or just been focusing on the long run day actually my long run day i've i've taken a step back because as part of the i don't want to fuck my hamstrings up again i've i've decided not to smash those long runs um so anyone that used to follow me before would have seen 24 mile long run 25 mile long run and you might have seen me averaging like 520 or 530 per mile etc etc and you're just not going to see that this time because uh, first of all it's too hot in arizona to be doing stupid stuff like that um, and i don't want to fuck my hamstrings up um and i think that's really important um so yeah look i, I i'm 
we're being fucking sent the opposite direction. I, I can still see fucking burning and flames. That's that's pretty concerning. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't want to keep you guys too long. Um, I, 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 I get a lot of really nice feedback about the podcast. Um, and it amazes me that in December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, in nine months of podcasting, um, I think only two times I've, I've ever had negative feedback in nine months. And that was two like direct messages, I think. One was, one was a tweet and one was a direct message on Instagram. Um, basically, the woman that told me that I hate kids, <laughs> I still guard giggle at that sorry because obviously i don't fucking hate kids um but yeah the other was that i contradict myself i'm telling you oh my god you'd want to i told my mom the other day don't be opening my credit card statement because then you'd really see me contradicting myself because the amount of times i'd book and change flights with american airlines and buy them and then refund them god love my mom if she ever opens because they still get sent to my parents house so she's opening those credit card statements she'll probably be uh yeah <laughs> she'll probably actually get annoyed she'll be like this fucking every time you spend four hundred dollars changing a fucking flight could you not just send that money to me um i probably should but look everybody has their own um strengths and weaknesses and um, sometimes indecision might go down as um yeah one of my weaknesses but um i don't think anyone that listens to the podcast or knows me um would fault what i'm doing um I'm I'm really putting in hard yards, I suppose you could say, and I'm really trying. Um, I'm I'm and I really mean that, like I am. I'm I'm really trying to improve. Um, you know, I I I I told Matt Hughes this on the run this morning. Um, sometimes I'm just sitting in yoga and I just let out like a I don't know, just like a little smile, and it's so like dorky. I mean, dorky in my own head. I hope nobody's fucking watching me. But yeah, sometimes I'll just let out like a little smile, and you know, I I think I'm I'm happy. Like if that makes sense. Like not, um, I'm I'm really proud of my commitment to what I do, um, and and I don't I I know that I I kind of do it for myself. I do it for other people, like the people that support me and um, Haas and my family and the guys around me that are close to me and. But I know deep down, like, I'm doing this for me. And um, one thing me and Matt, well, I talked about it. Matt probably thinks I'm – actually, no, I think he, he, he enjoys our conversations. But um, one thing I said this morning is at the end of the day, like, I, I think this every day now. And, and it's almost like my motto, my mantra for life, right? It's, you know, I'm 30. And, and it's not – 30 is not old, right? But – if you're not living the life that you want to live, you know, you're 30 years of age. If you're not living the life that you want to live, this is fucking living, right? Right now, what I'm fucking doing here, I'm alive. I think a lot of people walk around. If you watched Afterlife, Ricky Gervais talks about people and he says like that they're, they're walking around like they're not going to die or something like blah, blah, blah. You know, they're not living. That was the idea. Um and this is this is it. This is this is your life. This is living. This is um, if you're not living now and you're not doing what you believe in and you're not, what the fuck are you waiting for? Um, and that's kind of the way I look at it. Like, um, you know, and that doesn't mean like I, 
I think if I started running 140 mile a week, for example, um, and beating myself up about every bit of training that I do and, and trying to like be robotic, you could say, um, I, I don't know that I'd be happy with life. Um, now, I'm not saying that I'm like happy every day of my fucking life right now because that would be a lie. Um, I'm not. Um, like it, it's impossible. Not everybody can be happy every single day. But there have been moments recently, like I told you, where I have sat, and um, whether it's in yoga or whether you know, even fucking at John's today when he was digging his fucking thumbs into my adductor, you know, I I did let out a little smile that I'm just quite content with just everything that's going on right now and and where I'm at in my fitness and and the last two years and and how lucky I am with Under Armour and and how lucky I am to have the people around me and um I'm really fucking fortunate um and I mean that and um I I I I love that um I love that there's people around me right now that probably believe in me and and deep down I just believe in myself like it's almost like an arrogance but there's a there's a self belief that exists there that is a fucking arrogance. Um, you know I'm I'm I I am a fucking cocky little fucker. But I'm I'm on like the treadmill today at John Balls and I'm just thinking like I wonder are they like in in the back of my mind I'm thinking because John sees all kind of athletes and I'm thinking to myself like you know they know I played rugby not that long ago. I would love to know what John thinks where my max potential could go, but my own ego and cockiness just thinks for him. And and I'm sitting there thinking like, John must be thinking he could be a fucking beast and he will be a beast in a couple of years time. And, you know, I, I think I, I genuinely believe that I just need time. And I think I just need time and repetition and, and consistency. And, and, and I'm going to say knowledge because with knowledge comes really great results. And once you learn how to get the best out of yourself, once you learn what you can and cannot handle. Um, and that's it. So, um, yeah, thank you very, very much for listening. You'll be delighted to know I'm going the fucking opposite way to where I need to go. And I'm not going to get home until 10 past 8 by the looks of it. But on a, on a really fucking positive note, um, big old bushfire there it could be a lot worse isn't that right so we don't dwell on like bullshit and um like no point getting wound up i would imagine there's i would imagine 50 percent of the cars in front of me are furious you know really angry fuming pissed off gonna miss dinner blah 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 gonna be late for something What's the point? You know what I mean? What does it do for you? What does being angry do for you? Um, you have to fucking listen to this book called The New Earth. It's really good. Um, really talks about the ego and its impact that it's having on people nowadays. And um, just let it go. Just gotta like appreciate what you have and not dwell or focus too much on on resenting what you don't have. Um, but I'm gonna leave you guys with that. Um, and yeah, um, I, uh, I, I appreciate you all. I appreciate you listening. And um, I hope everything with you guys has gone good. Take care now. Bye-bye.